and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. Sure, a podcast with Star Trek in it. That's yeah. the one. You know us by now. Why am I even introducing? This is bullshit. <laughs> Who are we talking to? Is anybody listening <laughs> Most, out there? Mostly myself. Oh. <laughs> why and, do, and me when I'm editing. Why do I do this? Hey, Chris, in the future, I hope you got a sandwich today. Mmm, sandwich. Yeah, get that sandwich. Anyway, we're talking DS9. We're on season two of DS9, doing the thing. We're talking about two episodes this week, Sanctuary and Rivals. As usual, I am Ames. As you've come to expect, I am Caitlin. As you've probably feared, I am Jake. <laughs> and as happens on occasion, I am Tosk. Oh, uh, I miss Tosk. We never see Tosk again, do we? I don't think so. He's been killed by those hunters. Boom. Oh, I hope not. Sanctuary first. In Sanctuary, we're dicking around. I forget why, but all of a sudden... Because <laughs> we're on a Star Trek podcast. That's why. All of a sudden, this ship is coming in, and we decide, oh no, we have to save these four people on this ship because they're doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, they've come out of the gamma oh, there's closet. a radiation leak. That's it, yes. And we bring these four people aboard, and we're trying to communicate with them, but their language is so unlike any language we've heard before. Even the, um, the... Dathan and and his people, the Darmok folks. Mm. Are they called the Temerians? That's them. That the Universal Translator is just, you know, allowing their gibberish language to to talk at us. While we were like, okay, me eat food. (laughs) Money! Hand! (laughs) Me! <laughs> or whatever the hell. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, so it takes a while of you know just talking with these with these people with their weird hairdo and their flaky ass fucking skin oh. to, to determine that these people are the Skria, a race from the Gamma <laughs> Quadrant. There's two fucking R's in a row. You, it has to be. They're a race from the Gamma Quadrant who have been conquered by the T Rogarans. The T Rex, okay. The T Rexes, who who themselves have been conquered by the Dominion. Bum bum bum. Whom we've heard of before. Bum bum. In a Ferengi episode. Bum. For reasons. And they're looking for a place to live. They're looking for their Kentana, their long sought homeworld. And they're looking around, they realize, okay, there's like fucking millions of us, uh, and we're basically uh, refugees and have nowhere to go. Help us find where to live. And Kira befriends one of them because they're super, super sexist, (laughs) and they're like this woman-driven race that, you know, if a man talks to them, they'll be like, nah, I don't like this. They do, they all do kind of make fun of them, it's great. Let's only talk to Kira. That sounds like the perfect world. Yeah. So Kira befriends uh, their their the leader of this group, the uh, whose name is Hanik, and they, they they're figuring shit out. A whole bunch of them end up coming aboard DS Nine as they're they're filing through the wormhole, and uh, Hanik realizes, oh, you know what I think Kentana is is Bajor because it makes sense in our prophecy question marks and here oh, yeah like, the planet many, of sadness there's too many fucking prophecies in this fucking yeah. galaxy this part of the fucking galaxy is nuts and kira is like dude have you seen bajor it's a fucking hole and they're like yeah but we're farmers and we can fill that hole with plants <laughs> it's kind of- oh boy this is already taking a turn we've peaked yeah, we should basically just give up now. It's a done. great episode. We're done. Yeah, so good night, everybody. Good job, yeah, Ames. So, so You've ever- carried us, as <laughs> usual. Done. Good night. Yeah, so we decide, okay, Pedro is a bad idea. No, we're not going to let you do that. And then Hanik decides, well, I don't like you anymore than, than Kira. We're just going to go live on Draylon 2. Another... Like you've been telling us to the whole time. Yeah, we didn't believe you before when you said Bajor was a hole and your people all sucked. But now that we, <laughs> now that we realize that your people all suck, we don't want to live there. Fuck off. So they leave. Also, da- Jake is dating a Dabo girl that he's tutoring in his penis. Whoa. Uh, named Marta. Yeah, oh, and, and also what is she studying bugs? Yeah, and there's Etymology. This, and there's this Bajoran musician that Kira keeps making people listen to named Verani. Who oh, I'm not he's sh- awesome. I'm not sure why he was there, but he was. The end. <laughs> he was there to be vaguely racist later. 
Yeah. Well, they all were. Was he racist? I actually know. I mean, a I lot feel of them like were, but he seemed he to actually. Little, he was a little be nimby. Like, he was a little nimby-ish. Well, I think his he thing was, was more just like not in my backyard. Oh, I was like, the fuck. I, I think with him, it was just more like he knows his people. You know, he's like, you know, the provisional government. They're gonna say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the original story, they said yes, and I think Michael Pillar or somebody was all like, they should say no, and the writers like, oh yeah, that is more interesting. <laughs> what a novel idea. I, I was waiting for the queen of the oatmeal people to bone down with the flautist. <laughs> the queen. Of oh yes, my. I thought so too. I really because thought they were she was get like, rid of bone. yeah, because she was like, you know, looking at the like fuck <laughs> this fucking dickhead. Oh, I'd like to give you this as a gift. Hands are like his latest CD. No, no, it's back when he was young and famous. Hot. I mean, I know, but it still just seems so weird and self-serving. Yeah, you know, he's a musician. Here's a copy of my greatest hits to remember me by. Now, why did Quark hire this guy? Just as a favor to Kira? Yeah, because Kira told him to. It's probably like, hey, remember that time Dax almost died because of you? Hire this guy. I don't feel like Quark doesn't have to do anything Kira tells him to. (laughs) Maybe he likes it. Maybe. Yeah, he, yeah. he thinks he's gonna get in good with her because so, he's a fool. So I noticed this guy. That guy did not have an earring. Didn't he? Oh wow! I thought he did. I don't think he did. I no, now that you say it, I don't remember one. Mm. Huh? He was playing the DS9 theme song. Is that what that was? Yeah. It sounded. It sure well, as I thought sounded so too. Like, I was like, it was like a, like a remix. The theme? Like slightly retooled. Well, I liked it better that way. I have to say, because I am really not very impressed by the D D Space Nine theme. It's very. It sounds sad. It sounds so sad. Well, I, well, I don't mind I, that. I think. I think. Okay, so now my canon head canon is gonna be that it's like some Bajoran opera. It's the Bajoran national okay. anthem. Yeah. Is it? That's why it's so sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it isn't. It, that's where just head canon. Oh, okay. I thought he said it or something. No, I was like, no. Huh? You know, um, the sad doesn't bother me. I just, it's just, and the end credits one is like, okay, but I'm just like, there's lots of like horn or something. Well, it's the same there. thing, just a little faster and hornier. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like so this, Julian. So this episode, I feel like it had a lot of ideas it wanted to pursue and didn't pursue any of them adequately. Interesting. Because it clearly wanted to do the whole like, like Jake said, kind of the like NIMBY immigrant refugee thing. But it feels like they didn't do as much with it as they could have. It's like, oh, and look, we're a matriarchal society. But that seemed to mostly just be for the sake of a few crash jokes. Yeah, but that's always the case. Every time we see a matriarchal society, it's like, well, until Riker gets here and tells us what women ought to do. Yeah. but And then... What was the I am mean, glad that the, the relationship between Hanik and Kira was nice. Oh, it was. I it, love them bonding over a really ugly yeah, That was great. I love that. They th- both thought it was hideous, because it was. Um, <laughs> Who would wear that? I don't know. Oh, what was the other thing? I, I guess I thought you might. <laughs> a bit cluttered. Oh, the... You already said the racism thing? Yeah, the, like, the immigrant thing, the matriarchal society element, the something Dating a doggo girl? That, yeah, that was an afterthought and a half. I forgot about it already again, even though you just mentioned <laughs> it. So, so do you think, this is, is going to be a hot, hot topic, do we think that any of this was intentionally a critique of Israel and the West Bank with the whole... I mean, obviously, there's a there's a much deeper politics there, but like you know, you have the the Bajorans who are like these people that have been kept down and and persecuted. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And then you have you know, and then it's like okay, well, we have these other people who are also kind of put down and so, persecuted, but now we have, but it's like in this scenario, you're suggesting that the Bajorans are Israelites or, or, and. Yeah, the, uh, and the, that the, the whatevers the, are Palestinians? Would be like Palestinians. I think it's a little different only because with the Palestinians, they'd already been living there. Well, yes. And then obviously. the UN steamed in and was like, these people live here now too. Mm. Um, so I don't, I don't think in this case it's quite that because the dynamic is so different. I, I think it is just a case of like yeah. any kind of how does any nation deal with a mass refugee crisis. But they also, they went so far out of their way in this episode to, like, show everybody's a little bit racist. 
about mm. this. Like, well, maybe Avenue Q had just coming out. Come out. What year was this? No, it hasn't been out yet. But it's also. Um, Are you no, sure? No. What year is it? Like Ninety-three, ninety-four. Oh yeah, no, not yet. Not um, yet. Sorry, I apologize. But all, you know, like I was like at first, it's like, ooh, they're doing the whole Irish stereotype thing, where it's like, you know, they're they're kind of you know they're dressed in rags and they're not assimilating and they're you know getting rowdy eating and lots of potatoes eating potatoes and and fighting with Jake and Nog yeah, fist fight fisticuffs God, that boy fight was terribly choreographed mm-hmm. and they fucking growling at each oh, other oh, 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 I... oh, oh, oh shut up for a second do you know who played uh, yes Tumac? we do yeah the son who died um, who died on on you know fucking shuttle pod I was it? told. Go ahead. Uh, hold on, let me guess. Give me, give me a hint. Give me one hint. Uh, we know his father from another thing. Father, father. Okay, another Star Trek thing. Yes. Okay. Give Kids you another. Oh, no, okay, hold on, hold on. All right. It's if father, unless I mean it's not obviously Patrick Stewart's kid, and the only oh, and have you seen him? It could be original series. It's not George Takai. It's not James Doohan, his kid, because we know that guy from uh, another thing. Or I know that. Uh, is it Personally. Walter Koenig's kid? Ding, 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 ding. How really? did you get there, Jake? Well, I mean, we just heard his thought process. He you rules know, out... You know, really, it. don't let it... Don't make him do it again. We just... He ruled out all of TNG, so he went back to TLS. I was just saying, who's old enough to have a kid yeah. this age? I mean, I guess... I'm assuming the actor was probably in his 20s. Probably. Um, let me think. And I don't think any of the other TNG actors would have had... Yeah, he, he would have been, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I found everything about the men completely obnoxious. Yeah, they were dumb. Like, and I guess that that was the point, but it was just grating. Like, the way they moved and were... Well, especially her husbands, or whatever they were, like, they seemed just especially stupid. Husband? Yeah, but like, the, just no, the... these are my fuckboys. Yeah, the, the way they, like, sort of moved and just looked around all gormlessly. Don't you have fuckboys? Andrew Not Koenig right being all, like, just a dip. It was like, I get what you're going for, but... It's just grating. I just critiqued the, the violence choreography. Yeah, no, that was, was bad. Garbage. Well, yeah, he no. wasn't bad in the episode. It's just, yeah. The, yeah, the, no, the way the, the characterization was just... And also, I just felt like some of the traits that this this group of people was given was were, like, just kind of silly. Yeah. Well, they wanted them to be kind of like, you don't really want to keep them around because they get their skin flakes on oh, everything. Oh, God, that was yeah. so That gross. was unnecessary. Just go to fucking Bashir and get some hydrocortisone. Well, here's fine. the thing. I don't think it was unnecessary because I think they were enlightening it to like... Um, the Irish. People like to blame immigrants for bed bugs, and I don't know if that's um, true or well, that's not. Well, that's why, though, that's why... I'm certain that that's what we were getting at. Right, but, that, but I feel like but the fact that they actually do literally shed is different because like they... We literally don't see. Shed. We don't see them literally shed. We just have. We can, uh, well, we can tell they have severe eczema. Yeah, like sure. they have funky Fine. skin. So when they say like, "Yeah, they shed," you're like, "I wouldn't doubt that." They do look like they're made of. Well, yeah, but except Cork told it to that's us. That's true. So who the fuck knows? But that's it. I don't think, and this is again going like maybe not far enough for me. Is like it, it is unclear. Like, is this just Quark being racist, or do they literally shed? Which again, because of the way they did the makeup, you go, "Yeah, they might actually." Yeah, I mean, I think they probably should. Like, I'm, if just, anything, like I'm the, just being the devil's advocate. The so episode in its own way was, there was a lot of, like, I think, on a, I don't think they showed enough people aside from Quark and these fucking Bajorans who fucked the Bajorans. Like, we didn't see enough people being, like, kind of mean to them to really get the sense of, like, how much racism they were really facing. And I'm sure they're supposed to be facing a lot, but it wasn't portrayed well in the episode. Well, I I also, but I also would say that not all racism is overt, you know... Irish need not apply type of racism. It's, right, it's, microaggression. It's also, yeah, it's, well, it's stuff like, it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's. I actually thought that it was perfectly handled, with the, especially with the Bajorans, because it's like, it's that type of racism, if even, I mean, I don't even know if you could quite classify it as racism, I, I think it would well, be. Well, he said nimbyism, I think, is a really yeah. good... But it, it, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we support you so much. We want the best thing for your people, just not near us. Yeah, just not here. Yeah, you know, we don't. Oh, you know, we got our own problems. It's the same. It's cover so, another planet with your. I mean, place. I know, I know the refugee, oh. the refugee oh. crisis is kind of either fallen out of the news cycle, or I'm sure there's still a lot of refugees. You know, it's probably just been replaced by every other fucking crisis in our world. But. Um, it reminded me a lot of, of that, where it's like, you know, oh, oh, I feel so bad for, you know, the, the poor Syrians, yeah. but, but yeah, I don't want them around here because, you know, they're going to bring trouble and, you know, terrorism. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess for me, the issue was just that the only representatives we saw of it were, again, Quark, who's 
kind work. of a piece of shit. And representatives of the provisional government who are awful. Like I think you know, I don't know what I would have you know even if just like maybe just some random people on the station. You well, know. Speaking of Quark and representations of the of the Bajoran government, Minister Roseanne was played by Armin Armin Shimmerman's wife Kitty. Oh, yeah. neat. That was the 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 woman. Yes. Sure. The what? The what now? <laughs> That's how, kind of how she talked. Yeah. She, yeah. We are. Mm, oh, oh, oh! So the woman who does most of the talking yeah. during that scene. Yeah, right, the sure other some g- random Vedic. Yeah, the Vedic whose nose looked fucking like garbage. It looked like he had silly putty on his face. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you do see it because you see it from the the musician who again is like, oh, you know, I want you to let them know I feel so bad for them, but yeah, I, mm. they can't live with us. Play Nightmare. Well, no, he doesn't really say that. He says, I give them my regrets because you know that there's no way the council is going to tell them. No, that's true. Come. But yeah, I, I don't feel anything, like he, he was, was like, tell them to find a new planet. But mm. even even Kira was like, yeah, I agree with the council on this. And like, Kira's not ever presented as, as any kind of racist. Yeah, it does, it does seem weird that she wouldn't even put up, like, a token effort. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it would have cost her nothing to be like, but, Because no, she argues with stop. them constantly. They're used to that. They're probably shocked she didn't. Yeah. Well, like, they've probably been brief, like, all right, now here's, here's the thing. No matter what you say, this woman is going to complain. Mm. They were surprised when she was like, no, it makes sense. I mean, they did they did they open? Was this the episode that they opened with her bitching about the provisional government? Yeah, she was behind on getting her reports to Cisco oh, yeah, because yeah. of her arguments. So with they argued. You were yelling at a screen. Oh, I thought I kept it to a low whisper. Yeah, <laughs> and then she has to go talk to Quark because Quark's having an emergency. His profits are marginally down for the hour. Yeah, this guy won't play Nightbird. <laughs> oh, Nightbird. <laughs> yeah, I really should get the uh, the organist from. Um, Oh, she was great. She was fantastic. Who? She was. Remember the one that uh, from Oh, from the Star what Star Wars movie, whichever one that no. was. No, no, from um the two parter where Picard oh, was Oh in uh, TNG. Oh, no, that... oh the four legged lady? Four yeah, armed no, armored lady. Gambit was on Nightbird. No, this was the one with it was uh it was from Chain of Command. Was it Chain of Command? What the fuck are we talking about? Wasn't it? Is that my man Jellico? Well, there was one where they went to the Star Wars cantina, but it wasn't the Star Wars cantina. There were a lot of those. And the uh, organist played Klingon opera and sang along with Worf. And had four arms. Yeah. And that's not the one we're talking about? Oh, no. Maybe it was Gambit that that was Yeah. It was... I'm pretty sure it was. I see. They all run together. I feel like there was another time that they went to a... There were were a couple times. There were several times. But yeah, she'd be great in in Quarks, I think. She'd fit in just fine. Yeah. They don't gamble. That's a problem for Quark. Well, no money. At least no money that is accepted in this uh, quadrant. Hell, you could find something of value. Actually, they don't have anything of value, it seems. They might they have... they got skin flakes and rags. They well, might have been seeds. Like, they've been slaves, basically, haven't yeah. they? Or serfs. Maybe not slaves, but definitely serfs. Definitely Here's refugees. my question. Like, how well how well do you think they would survive on Bajor? Like, they say, oh yeah, we're farmers. We're this, we're that. They don't know the, the specific soil specifications on Bajor. They, they don't know the weather on Bajor. Hmm. That's well, true. it sounds like she did her research. Like yeah. she knew for an she, afternoon. Yeah, but she knew where on Bajor Look, they should go. that is enough for her to know that vaccines are not safe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Look it up. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you couldn't make the planet any worse, I think. That's true. But I don't know, Kira would feel really bad if they all yeah. died after the first famine. But there's That's also, like, Bajorans, and this is another aspect of, of this that, you know, kind of ties back to to the Israel thing a bit is it like like Bajorans really do feel like spiritually connected to their planet. oh yeah they have all these orbs that yeah. tell them like so. they are they, like this is their promised land they liberated it so like there's a there's like a, a huge sense of ownership yeah. of their planet which you know I think is why there there's so much conflict about being even involved in anything related to the federation is like mm. yeah bajor for the bajorans you know mm. um, that's how we open the season yeah so yeah it is interesting i forgot about this parallel but this is sort of another group that for them there there's the the wormhole is the eye of the universe there's a religious mm. significance to it they try to attach their own religious significance to bajor well i think they were also trying to do a thing where like these are like the parallel Bajorans. They're, yeah, they're the Bajorans of the Delta Quadrant of the of, of the, the Gamma Quadrant. Gamma Quadrant. I keep uh, doing that. They're they're the they you know they have basically the same backstory. You know they they've been oppressed. Yeah, and but unfortunately they did not 
win their liberation. Yeah, no, they just they just got lucky. They just managed to find the, the wormhole. And it's like, hmm. Yeah. And shoes on the other foot, Bajor, what you gonna do? Yep. And open your hearts. Nope. nope. They're too busy having political intrigue. Mm. So much. Too much. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like. I feel like this. If instead of that rando Vedic and 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 Quark's wife, they really, really should have had Win. <laughs> Win should have shown. She up. is pretty great. Like. But then I guess then that and would, ta- that would take out though. any ambiguity in it because you just yeah. say, nope, that's the evil choice. Yep, fuck her. <laughs> also, really, the news has to be delivered by a, a member of the government proper, and she's a Vedic. So, mm. like, why a Vedic was there at yeah. all really doesn't make any well, sense. Well, I feel like because they're so intertwined. Yeah, that's there's true. Def- there's like there's there's two branches of the Bajoran government. Yeah, yeah. But I can't I can't picture Wind letting someone else deliver news when she's in the room. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, I don't know, you know. I like I, I remember liking this episode and I didn't dislike it. I just It's not bad. It definitely It's a little flat. It's a yeah. little flat and I feel like it's a little on the nose mm. with like the whole thing and I think I agree with Chris's point that it's Yeah, a little half baked. Yeah. You like, know what is nice is the the universal translator talk and seeing yeah, how it kind of like that. how it kind of learns a language as it's being spoken. Like how Data learned the language in that one where he was a radioactive for a while. Yeah, Mr. Radioactive. Forget the name of it. It's gone now. I know the episode uh, you mean. To thine own self. That's the one. Yeah, there it is. I almost have instance of command, but that was a different radioactive world. <laughs> yep. And the language was fine. Yes. I think the episode, I bet you they just did that to kill time. Yeah. I, I hated the women's haircut. Oh, oh, God, it was so stupid. And they all, even the little girl even had the little it. little girls it like, had it. Ugh. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless we're supposed to believe their heads are shaped like that under there, then that's funny. I'm hoping. Terrifying, but funny. The that's why they're such good farmers. They use their skulls as spades. <laughs> oh, God. They pick, they pick up the children and just dig with them. <laughs> oh, no, are you talking about, like, uh, that shovel-headed bird thing in Alice in Wonderland? That, I was thinking more of that, but yeah. Man, Either so, way. So, apparently they have nightly multi-partner orgies. Yep, yep. <laughs> How, and don't, like, and we, don't you? And we know that they flake everywhere. How no, well, how well no. do you think a vacuum cleaner salesman could do on their fa- on their planet? Maybe well, they just like the filth. That you know that should have been a thing. That that's what made Quark come around. He's like, wait a minute. Hey guys, it's snowing on the promenade again. Oh. <laughs> oh, catch them on your tongue. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's Jake Swallow. That's somehow Jake Swallow. No, I did think Oda was having about as trouble with these Sorry. people as he did with the emus in Invasion yeah. War Horses, where it also snowed on the promenade. Well, the difference, of course, is that the emu doesn't listen to you regardless of your gender, and in this case, everyone was just like, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah. You know what I did like, though? A man, really. Was that. He's a goo. Was, um, you know, Nog caused trouble. Mm-hmm. And then, but and then, then Jake got blamed. Well, but then Jake, you know, Jake goes back and tries to mend fences because that's what Jake does. Yeah. Jake sat there and only took the good lessons from Starfleet. Mm. And I like when yeah, he does they, that. Jake he, and Nog are definitely a goofus and gallant mm. pair. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just like that again. It's like, yeah, you see, good on Jake trying to like, all right, let's let's don't, fix this. Don't do what Nog does. Speaking of Jake Sisko, so uh, Jake Sisko, middle schooler, yeah, banging a, a Dabo girl. Like or I imagine he's trying to do. All Dabo girls have to be of age. All right? Dabo girls have hope. to sleep with Quark. Ugh. Yeah, that's that was a little that was a Weird. odd thing that I they put in there. Yeah, like no. I could like yeah maybe if he was a. Like, I don't she know. was like a waitress or a cashier in the, on the promenade. The, the, yeah. the daughter of the guy that runs the fucking Jumja I mean, stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Jake is clearly... I don't know how old Sherlock Lofton is at this, when this was shot, but I mean, the character of Jake is clearly supposed to be between like 14 or 15. Yeah, we yeah, learned no, last week young. he was studying for a calculus test. Which, um, okay, does Keiko teach that? Fuck you. Like, Well, but also don't forget, though, this is like Starfleet time, so they start teaching calculus in like fucking yeah. sixth That's grade. That's the thing, probably. that must be remedial math for him at this point. Mm. 
Well, you know, lived on so many different ships. I don't know. He's not a fucking tool like uh, Wesley Crusher. So <laughs> fucking nerd. Um, but I feel like there was that. There was just even that episode where like some rando kid on the Enterprise was like doing math that was what we would consider far too advanced for their age. It, I think, it certainly wasn't it was Alexander. Like an, yeah, it was like an elementary schooler. <laughs> Alexander can't even read. Yeah, no, he's an idiot. But no, it's just some <laughs> rando kid. He's like he probably has dyslexia. No, he's just an idiot. Um, we have no evidence that he can't read. I'm just saying. Fuck Alexander. <laughs> he's, he's probably can read. I'm just saying though. You you think about it. Klingons aren't going to be like, yes, my son has a, a learning disability. They'd be like, throw him in the pit. No, they'd be something. like, my son has a learning disability. He can't kill shit. Yeah, that's his. Anyway, but no, there was some like elementary schooler who was like doing algebra or something once, and we were like, okay, we get it. It's the future. People are smarter. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So anyway, so Jake is. Um, Trying to fuck an older woman. Either way. But, like, shame on this woman for being like, we're gonna, you know, get fucking math lessons from Jake Sisko? Etymology. Oh, yeah, etymology lessons. Which Nog thought that meant she wanted to be a chef, which Which I thought was cute. But it's like, come on, lady, you gotta have... you can't just fucking have alone time with a teenager. Like, this this is how fucking jail sentences start. Yikes. Yeah, I, I hope from her end it really is completely innocent and she just isn't thinking about it, because if not, that's just gross. Yeah, she I, actually I like, just wants to learn more, more about entomology, and Jake is reading yeah. way too far I'd like far to imagine that, like, Jake, like, learned something about entomology and was like, hey, what was her name, Martha? Marta? Marta. Hey, Marta. Uh, yeah, bugs. And she's like, very cool, Jake. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're dating now. <laughs> Her hand brushed my leg. <laughs> I do like the idea of someone being an etymologist who decides to say fuck it and goes to Franganar to be a chef. Because, mm. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I know I, all about these things. Not a lot of jobs for etymologists out there. Fucking Starfleet. Do you think, it's, do you think that if an etymologist studies bugs, though, do you think an entomologist, entomologist studies cakes? Entomans? So, cakes? so Tumac died, it's a and that was that sad. Cakes? Who died? Yeah, he got caploted by yeah, stuff, and, and we didn't even we didn't see any of it. It no. wasn't we fucking had, sad. We, did we even hear from him, or just no, from the Bajorans? Just, just, just from the We Bajorans. didn't even know if we were getting through to him or not. Like, it was unclear. He, he probably had the thing on mute, mm. and his mom is there, like watching a little dot go move around on a screen. Then it goes. Yeah, and honestly, like I don't know why, but I wasn't, I was not terribly into the, the scene. Normally, like you'd think the tension would be there, like oh no, oh no, oh no. No, it's because we've seen him be a little prick. Every scene he's showed up and he's been a dickhead. I was like, who gives a well, shit? Well, I mean, like he did get stink sprayed on him. And... Yeah, but he was a dick before that, and then he reacted to being stink sprayed by like seriously overreacting, being like, I'm gonna fucking get you, big ears or whatever the fuck he called them. Mm. Yeah, like, he just, just seems like he's a little douchebag and uh, I don't like him. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, they didn't do much to make like, him as a character particularly sympathetic. But I, but I didn't even care for Hanik in that scene as she's literally, like, witnessing mm. uh, the, the dot be her son and the dot go out. Well, I didn't like her either because by then we've seen her turn on Kira for no fucking reason. Mm. Why didn't you fight your entire government to give me what I want? Listen, bitch, we just fucking met, and I'm only one person. And also, look at this dot is an example of how bad our government is, Mm. and it going up in flames is our whole planet. (laughs) (laughs) I did think, I mean, though, it maybe would have been nice to see more. I think the fact that we just see the dot disappear as opposed to a big, like, action explosion was actually nice. Yeah, like, I like like the cheap. I like the technique a lot, but for some reason I felt like I just didn't have that level of tension, that level of, of caring for the character. Oh yeah, no, totally. That It definitely fell flat for me as well. I think, I, I'll admit, I was surprised they actually killed him off. It felt very like, you know, I mean, I guess I'm just, yeah, I, I felt like, oh, they're, they're gonna pull something out. It's Star Trek, of course, and I can let the random kid die. Oh, okay, they did. Well, I kind of wondered if it was going to lead to, like... The Bajorans being like, oh, like maybe we should try oh, to. God, no, it's the yeah, or, or, or even the Screens being like, okay, if your people are like this, then yeah, we really don't want to be like the, people. Well, that, kind of I was gonna say, that almost kind of is what happens. Yeah, right? but at, because... the, at the cost of her son. Yeah. Well, you know. Not at the cost of, you know, learning logic a little bit and understanding how other cultures work, but. She's, she's probably glad he's gone. Listen, that just means she's got more bone down time with her two bonded men. Nice. Um... No. 
Nice. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, they also kind of pushed out the writing in this because the he doesn't get shot down. His ship just explodes. Oh, that's right. They're oh, like, oh true. no, what we missed with the with the phasers or whatever. We weren't actually aiming for him. We were aiming near yeah. him. And oh, like, yeah, but there was a radioactive leak, idiots. Or they were just like, oh yeah, no, uh, we missed. Yeah, we definitely Wink. didn't mean yeah. to kill a child. Doing they space did. high fives to each other through their cockpits like Drawing. Maverick and Goose. <laughs> Drawing dicks. Like those, Ice uh... Man, whatever. Do you hear there's gonna be a second Top Gun film? Yes. I like Tom Cruise. You do. I like Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, it's just, it's just like the concept of Tom America Cruise. going to some sort of war with a force that could the idea of an Challenge air us in the air. Yeah, an air war in the nineteen eighties was already laughable. In twenty twenty, it's ludicrous. I mean, the whole idea of like dog fighting. That's what. Yeah, by the eighties, that was stupid, absurd. Yeah. And also them teaching it. It seems in the, the theme of this movie seems to be like, Tom Cruise is here to teach you how to do this dumb shit. Yeah, no, the Air Force is I, all okay, drones. Okay, okay, here's going to be my prediction for the plot of Top Gun 3. They're like, all right. Is, we're, it, we're, is it Darth Maul? We're, we're, we're Top Gun 2. <laughs> we're, um, we're shutting down the Top Gun program because... It's fucking, dumb. Because fucking drones. Yeah. Mm. You're all playing video games now, kids. Speaking of video games... Let's move on to Rivals. Yeah. That works. Hey, uh, I, felt, we... I felt I was waiting for a segue to pop up. I was like, there it is. There, yep. there it is. We're going to play some video games in Rivals, everybody. It's going to be fucking great. I and some, really and some racquetball. Space <laughs> racquetball. So much racquetball. All right, so in Rivals, we meet this new Elorian dude, Martis Mazur, who is, you know, trying to find some kind of con with this widow, Alcia, whose husband just died, but she has all this money. And she's like, oh my God, I have some money, but I have to figure out what to do. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, I have to... There's a a song and dance she has to do to get this money thing happening. And he's like, I'll help you because I'm great at this kind of thing. I'm a listener, like all Elorians are. You just automatically trust me, right? And she's like, yes, yes, I do. I like how she keeps emphasizing how she cannot believe she's telling him all of this. Like... Oh my god, it's so weird. I have all this money and I told you about it and that's what's weird. <laughs> and then Odolk storms in and is like, dude, you're coming You're coming to the brig with me. And he's like, all right, sure. Um, because, you know, he's a fucking con artist and he conned some people before and Odo caught him for it. Good job, Odo. And while mate Martis is in the cell, he meets this old, disgusting lump of a man named Koss. That sounds right. Who has this gambling device it's not clear what the gambling device is but you know he's been on a losing streak and this thing has basically cost him his fortune his health his life his friends it's this thing has ruined his life and when as he's playing with the thing suddenly he wins at it and then dies whoops but he's happy and martis is like even though the guy said this thing was a was a device that destroys your life I want it. It was a mogwai. That feels like what people must think when they try heroin for the first time. Yeah. Like, huh, this is going to kill me. Let's go for it. Yeah, the first time was fine. Let's see how long I can last one. Let's chase that dragon. Yeah, so Martis gets this this new gambling device, and he opens up with the money from this Bajoran shopkeeper, Rowanna, who partners with him. He opens up a new casino right across the promenade from Quark's Quark is pissed. Nog goes to work with him. Everyone's going to to Club Martis and boo that guy because he makes this gambling device into a whole bunch of other games that everyone can play. And all of a sudden, as these things are in use, weird shit starts happening on the station that's unclear why it's related, but we'll get to that, I guess, when we talk about it because it's dumb. Yeah, okay, I see like, I see where you guys don't like this episode because that's the really, really dumb part because apparently what this these devices have done is they've altered the laws of probability somehow so that weird shit just ha- is more likely to happen. Unlikely shit keeps happening like people trip on things. That oh, was Brian. actually that was actually a plot line. Wow, more people have tripped today than usual. Lots of Something's people. weird. Let's see, look into it. <laughs> Yeah, I liked that they're like, wow, lots of people are in the medic in the sick bay because they fell on their faces like dipshits. They did. They but did. meanwhile, their CMO is too busy playing racquetball to cure them. Yes, yes. So yeah, let me finish plot. A. Yes. Yeah. So basically, Quark realizes, oh man, since no one is coming to here, I'm going to pal up with Julian and Miles, who have this racketeer. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> 
Other it's one. the Racketeer. <laughs> it's the Rocketeer. This ra- uh, Racketball competition going in which we get to see them playing Racketball, which was basically it. Space Racketball. Space Getball. And Cork decides, I'm going to turn this into a big event so that I can make some money back because Martis has stolen most of my, my clients. At that moment, Martis' luck changes because of his devices, which we saw happen with the old guy, but no one, no one figured this was going to happen. What fucking ever. Miles figures out something's up because he's suddenly really good at racquetball, which is stupid. Uh, and they figure it out and they decide, okay, well, we're going to put you out of business and we're going to destroy all your gambling devices because when you made them with the replicator, I think that's what caused it to happen around the Well, he's made them bigger and there's a bunch of them now. And, and they're... And they're uh, there's like blueprint is now in the ship because the replicator made it. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll talk about it. It it does get it does lose all of its threads. So Martis loses uh, loses all of his business. Alcia comes up and she's like, oh, I need just a couple more monies for my finger. And then she vanishes because she was the, she was the con artist all along. I did like that. I, I did like that her. too. She was pretty cool. Martis in disgrace has to s- sell out or be sold to Quark which was unclear, yeah. uh, but he lives, everyone's happy, Quark is especially happy, as he should be. The end. I'm not happy. Mm. See, I think, honestly, I kind of like the idea of some alien woo that woo. that breaks some, you know, the law of pro- laws of probability and, and causes improbable events to happen more frequently. But improbable events being up oh, Kira tripped and broke right. nose. Well that's that's <laughs> that's the problem is that like a new ridge mo- now. like they whoever wrote this was like, oh improbable events equals good luck and bad luck. Which yeah, is not no. really yeah, no, what that, that should have like, been. It's such an interesting idea and it is squandered. It reminded yeah. me an awful lot of If Wishes Were Horses and it was like, you know, just weird shit happening all around the ship that has a weird trace to something that happened. At least wish If Wishes Were Horses had anything happen. Wow. Because I remember sitting there like, I am... You didn't like seeing a shirtless Miles this episode? I am oh my god, remember when I messaged look, you about that? if I want to see a flabby, hairy Irishman without a shirt, no, I'll look in the mirror. Oh, I knew you were going to say something like that. Don't, don't do it. Uh, I already did. But, I'm not cutting it. Body there positivity, There are other pictures kids. on the internet for you. True. But, because I remember sitting there, it's like, when's this episode going to start? Has it started yet? I'm like 20 minutes in. When is something going to happen? And it like by the time you realize it's like oh it started at some point and it's over now like mm. what? and you the stupid doodads and like yeah like you said Jake like it's like oh it makes more improbable you know when you start talking about probability in science fiction I start thinking of the wackiness of the infinite improbability drive from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide and like yeah they're not gonna go that wacky okay okay but to see things just be a little more like. Yeah, more than just good luck versus bad luck. Would this episode have been fixed if they did what they were planning on doing and introduce that Martis is Guinan's son and Whoopi Goldberg would have come in at the end? I mean, Eh? it would have been improved by Eh? just having Whoopi Whoopi. there. But that would not have solved anything It wouldn't have fixed the episode, but I'd have been like, oh, Whoopi's back. She she just wasn't available. Um, It's also a waste of, of, um, oh God, the actor. I can't think of his name. Orman Shimmerman. No, the the guest who <laughs> we spent we spent more time with him than most of the regulars, with which was Martis? bizarre. So I really liked Martis. He gave and me a, felt... he gave me a little bit of Okona vibes. Well, so he's... well, so here's the thing. I think that I think they he, fucked he him deserved up. it though more than Okona I, did. I think, and I said this to you, Chris. I think that they had an opportunity to make this into like a really good like. Harry Mud-esque character, oh. but instead they kind of fucked it up, and then they had kind of like a shittier Max Bialystok and the producers type yeah. of thing. Like he's chasing old pussy to get money, and he still manages to fuck it up somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think it could be more interesting if instead of just some rando Alorian, which was like you know eh, Alorians, like we know t- we've met two Alorians, Guinan and Soren. Yeah. We haven't even met Soren at this point in the show. True. Mm. So, which is interesting because I don't think Guinan has ever named an Alorian until Generations. That's true. So they, if she had been in this, they would it would obviously Well, have yeah, been but they never And I didn't realize this was her race until you started talking or until you started yeah, talking. That's why about he's so this. good at listening. So like, well, yeah, I mean I get I get it now. I 
just I didn't. So I guess this episode is the origin of that species name in yeah. canon. Or at least first time they said it out loud. Well, Presumably canon. it was in a show bible at some I point. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but anyway, I, I think it would have been more interesting if it had been someone more, either someone from Quark's past, maybe a rival Frangi, or... Or Quark himself. Or, or Rom, or... Ooh. If Rom had used to create a competing bar, that could have been yeah. way better. I mean, um, just, just last week, you know, he was... Yeah, all up on getting he wanted getting to get the his bar. Own bar. Like maybe like he finds a device and like challenges Quark to a, a betting thing mm. to like win the bar. I don't yeah, know. Something, something. something funky. Yeah. But the uh, the guy that did play our not Harry Mud, that's uh, I can't it's Christopher something. Christopher Guest. Who Good name would, for a guest star, right? Not Christopher Guest. Guest. Fuck. I get anyway. Christopher Lee, Chris Nolan. Whatever the hell his name is, you wow. might have recognized him Chris as Cornell. Prince Humperdinck from oh, Princess right. Bride. Oh, And the speaking but not singing voice of Jack Skellington. Ah. The singing voice is Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Oh, okay, okay. Let's see. Prince Humperdinck. That was his talking voice guy? Yep. Chris really? Sarandon. Sarandon, there it is. Any relation to Susan? Any relation to Christopher Guest? No. No. <laughs> um, yes, Ames. All people named Chris are related. Yeah, no. Me and me and Evans go back <laughs> years, unless we touch his abs sometimes. Let's see. Wow. I wish that's, that's that'd be a weird day. <laughs> um, hey, Chris. Whoop him out. He was he. Oh, he is the Susan Sarandon for who he Susan Sarandon gets her name from Chris Sarandon, her ex-husband. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. What? Susan so Sarandon she was married to him? From 67 to 79. He's wow. old enough to have been married to Susan Sarandon? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. No, yeah, well, I mean, keep in mind, this episode is almost 30 years old now. Yeah, Susan Sarandon. Uh, uh, it's 25. Yeah, Susan Sarandon's um, uh, uh, maiden name is Tomalin. Hmm. Tomahawk. That sounds like Tomalock. some Star Trek shit, Tomalock. honestly. That's right. Yeah, Tomalock. Uh, anyway, he's so a yeah. Romulan. That's it. He's he's a he's a fun actor, especially when you're playing a smarmy prick. Oh but yeah, it was like, just the act, like, like the character is a good character. It is. They just put this whole thing with the magic space balls. Yeah, I'm just like, the, mag- what the, the magic space, fuck? the trying to justify the science of probability Which, by being like things that are rotating clockwise and anti-clockwise. Well, that that wasn't what was causing it. That was another symptom, oh they said. God, but that yeah. thing is like, that. It's, it's Star Trek. 100% turning the right, the, the, in one direction. Yeah. That, that's, Thanks, Jadzia. That's the thing. It's like... <laughs> you like I, science real hard today. <laughs> I will suspend my disbelief all sorts of ways, but this episode, it just, it disintegrated. I'm just like, no. I just, no. I don't. Yeah. Like, I, I was, do not buy into your premise. This I whole was, episode fails. I was there for the first, like, two-thirds of, yeah, yeah, Quark has a rival. That's kind of cool. Bashir and, and, and Miles fucking hate each other. That's hilarious. That Ke- tracks. Keiko hates Miles even more, and it's great. <laughs> like, the episode could have been so much better by simply dropping the magic alien thing and just have him, like... You can save so much time. The episode could have gotten started so much faster if he just shows up. And like, you know, like you said, Jake, maybe he's an old rival of Quarks. Or maybe he's not either way, but he becomes one because he's just like, this seems like a fine place to open a bar. And then it can all progress in much the same way. He can still even just have a bad streak. It just doesn't have to be the result of magic balls. (laughs) Balls. You know, he could still... Get conned by the mining lady, which is great. I uh, she was good. Like partway really, through, I was like, "Wait a minute, is she conning him?" I really hated what he did with uh, Rowanna, the the woman who yeah, that was they're me. both widows. Which there's a lot of fucking widows, Bajoran widows happening. Like well, that. oh, I, but she was the first one wasn't a Bajoran. That's true, though. but she the second a, woman and the one from last week or yeah. two weeks ago, whenever that. Was. But I, I mean, considering what happened on their planet, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But, you know, we meet Rowena, and she's like, oh, yeah, my shop is closing up, and I need help, and blah, blah, blah. And Mortis swoops in, and, like, the next day, he's like, let's seal the deal. And she's like, oh, my God, are you proposing? And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? I have been, and then at the end, she's like, oh, now your your face is in the cleavage of another woman. Weird. <laughs> you guess you're into that, I sure. like the little crown haircut. The, the little oh, crown haircut yeah. was good. And Rowena's all jealous. It's like, did, did you actually think you were going to marry this guy? 
Where did this go? Where did the, where, well, I think she probably did think that. I mean, he she, did propose to her. And that give was her actually a proposal. An engagement the, earring. No, it seemed, she put it on. She accepted. Yeah, but, oh, but I thought that, that was just said, saying, yes, let's actually do business together as business people. No. Well, I mean, here's the you. thing. That is basically what it was, and she thought it was romantic, I guess, oh, even though she doesn't bitch. know him. What's but, the thing? Like, she's, she's just making... Oh, my God, it's my grandmother. I ever tell you guys about the time... My grandmother got taken for $90,000 by a fucking scammer on the internet. That's yep. this lady. Yep. Yeah. Except I feel really bad for this lady. I was about to say, yeah. I, I, she's, <laughs> she's much more sympathetic than my grandmother. Yeah, much. Yikes. So this, this, so he's a con artist, but his whole MO is... I'm a listener. He, yeah, he gains people's trust just by listening to their problems. Listening at them. But then he gets well, them. I mean, to, that is the best way. Then to he gets do them it. to invest in his shady, yep, shit. Yeah, I mean that's really just how con men work a lot, you know. Yeah, you fake sympathy. You're an ear. Really, Elorians would make great con people. Mm. So this kind of like, um, I feel like there was some like like with last week. There were some decent rom moments here. I did quite like. Is there a way I can blame this on you? Uh, no. <laughs> He's gonna do it anyway. Well, pay them out. <laughs> Thought that was good. Poor Rom. No respect. Eh, fuck him. <laughs> I don't like Rom. I don't know if I'm ever going to like Rom, but I like right the, now, I, I don't like Rom. I like all the Rom, Rom jokes. Mm. Rom, yeah, he's yeah, his, annoying. The, the performance of Rom is an acquired taste, I think. Yeah, yeah, but all the all the Rom is an idiot jokes are always A+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I can do, God, I can do without him. The only, actually, no, that's Quark, not true. Quark when stole Quark shits presents. on him, I like that. Quark stole his presents and sold them that time, he said. <laughs> that was sad. I love it. Oh, I, lo- I, just, I just love Quark. And Quark so probably wasn't even punished for it. They probably congratulated him on his lobes. Oh, you've got the lobes. Uh... Enjoy your rotten vegetables, Rob. Your brother's um, a little slow. So, uh, Space Racquetball. Yeah. Yeah, apparently that set was a bitch to shoot in because of all the weird angles. And then decided, yeah, we're not going to play racquetball anymore on DS9 because that thing was a pain in the ass to build. And Let's we're not play do it again. baseball instead. Let's play, I think they switched to darts after a while. Darts. Yeah, well, because that's fine because you can put them in the fucking Wait, bar. Wait, that's why people are always doing fucking memes with him saying darts. That's great. I had no idea. I figured it was some sort of in-joke I didn't get. Yep. It's not. It's a reference that I didn't get. Yeah, it's, it's a reference we'll get eventually because racquetball was too complicated. Darts. Well, plus, and you can keep your shirt on too. Yeah, it's always just, just easier on the actors. It's easier to have a conversation while pretending to play darts versus. What you didn't like Bashir in that little jumpsuit? His little leotard. I thought it was fine. I do like. I how, think it uh, looked like it was too loose for him, though. Like. You more bulge? No, 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 no. For, for once, for once, it has nothing to do with that. It just, it, 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 what did I say? It just looked like it hung on him wrong. Yeah. Like it was too loose. It wasn't. He wasn't hung well with it. It's nothing to do with the dick. Honestly, I, I'm not that interested in Bashir's dick. I did appreciate though. Like it did feel like, yeah, these are the clothes O'Brien would wear to like play racquetball. Very yeah. down to earth. And this is exactly what Julian would wear to yeah. play racquetball. And of well, course he was captain of the fucking team or and whatever. Yeah, and that's the thing. Racquetball wizard. It sends a it sends a message too though about like their lack like Julian's level of expertise and professionalism and the fact that O'Brien like just grabs some shit out of his closet. Yeah. You know? Those are his like raking leaves clothing. He could have anything replicated though if he wanted to. It, it, it was also it. nice to see civilian clothing on Star Trek that wasn't bizarre. Mm. It was like, these are just clothes. It's great. Yeah, and I you know, I kinda liked you know, O'Brien's struggle with like his dad bod. Yeah. You know, like feeling old. Yeah. Keiko I, insulting him whilst trying to compliment him yeah. because she's just so used to insulting him. We all slow down. I mean it's true. I'm glad because it's not Bash- your fault Bashir is so much better than you. She's like, also, I, I can uh, outrun you better everything. now. I I had to look it up. Colmini was actually forty one at this point. And oh. Bashir was I don't know, but because at one point Dax says oh, really? he can't be a day over 38. And I was like, in what universe? I was going to say, like, aren't people supposed to age? Like, I would expect it to be like, he can't be an eight, a day over 60 or something. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is Star Trek world. I'm not going to lie. No offense to him, but I was like, wow, he was only 41? Oh. Chris, I, I hate to tell you. You don't look a day over 41. Oh, <laughs> Chris, that's not nice. I don't look great for my age, but I... 
looked better than Jason Alexander did at 35. Oh, well, I'll give yes. myself that. That's fair. And you definitely look better than Cole Meany does at 41. I'll say that. We'll see how I look at 41 and see how I compare to Cole Meany at 41. There we but. go. But yeah, no, I, 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 like, this is an episode where I was like, yeah, Keiko sucks, but yeah, it's all right. She's funny. I thought she was fine here. No, she's still, su- I just mean she sucks in general. <laughs> Her character is just a sucky I just character. want the record to show I think she sucks, but I'm going to no, give her I this she, one. She was nice and supportive. She gave him the silly headband, which I was like... Oh, I thought that was weird. I was like, wow, this feels <laughs> like something a white guy wrote. Yeah. That's with, uncomfortable. And what the fuck Scented she with say, her perfume. Scented with my perfume. And I, Why would you want that on your head? I was like, so what does Probably that mean? She ran it down her ass crack and over her vajaj and then just like <laughs> yeah. threw it on his what? face. Like, here you go. This this smells just like that candle you got from Goop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to think of Oh, that's Goop, all right. Oh. oh. Um, meanwhile. Mean, there's another meanwhile? I'm just going to try to get us off vaginas and back on a racquetball. Nope, there's only vaginas from here on out. <laughs> it's vaginas all the way down. Wow. Or up, depending on your preferred position. Uh, that's true. Um, I feel like they should have been wearing... Face shields or something, or like Maybe. goggles or something, because like even yeah. even people Mouth playing guard? like like Earth ground yeah. racquetball, where at least I protect. Because well, those balls are hard, aren't they're they? They're hard and they're flying at high speeds. And in this, but one, they're in the they're in the holodeck. No, no, oh, that's... they built a. He, oh, he, that's he, stupid! Why would you do that? <laughs> no, Why not just go to the holodeck? The chief himself is the one that built it. Why, why did he do that? Because he apparently likes space racquetball. No, but why not just holodeck? I couldn't fucking tell Because Quark charges you oh, money yeah. to go on the holodeck. And also... Would you... And he wants to save his space bucks for when he wants yeah, to masturbate. Probably like, <laughs> they, yeah. probably like it, it, no matter how much they clean it, those those holosuites smell funny. You gotta bring a black light with you. Like, don't oh, don't bring a black light with you. That's where Jake's sister You'll goes to blinded. quote, unquote, play baseball. And teach uh, Davo girls how to fucking do baseball do calculus or something so who ended up winning the match i think the match was called off yeah they stopped because they realized probability wasn't working maybe they redid it later off screen i doubt it it sounded very much like they're like yeah i hope the orphans got their blankets nope no blankets for anyone i don't think the orphans were real Mm. the monks were real were they well they were there were men dressed as monks that much is true they had big Ferengi ears. Maybe they were mm. maybe they were Hare Krishnas. Um, there was uh, I also I really did kind of enjoy the scene where Quark tries to poison the shield. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was good. Quark tries to poison the shield. That's so cute. That's so Quark. <laughs> Everyone's betting on you. So profit. How would that work? Would just no one make money? You well, know, no, you you would still make money, but you know it's it's all odds. So like, yeah, if you bet on the one to win that obviously was going to win, you make less than you would if you bet on the guy that you thought was going to lose and then won. Just make what you originally put in back. No, wouldn't you get the if, if the odds are yeah. like twenty to one? Does that mean you just get like a twentieth of what you put in if you? What if it's one to one? I don't. Well, it wouldn't be though. Then you would just get back your investment. Because Bashir must have been favored very, very, very heavily. Because that's how it works in horse racing. Is like the more favored they are to win, the less you win if they win. Yeah, but if they're if it's a two person thing and the only one guy is getting bet on and the other one isn't, then there's no pool for the other guy. Yeah, that means your bookie just lost a lot of money. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, the house okay, covers okay. it. Yeah, and that's why. That's why Quark wanted to... But that's why, that's why bookies set odds. Yeah. So, like, they can encourage you to bet the way yeah, they want you yeah. to. Yeah, just say, yeah, maybe... But if O'Brien does pull it off somehow... That's also, why, that's, all, that's also why there's spreads, too. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's not just, like, in sports betting, it's not just who wins or loses. By how many points. Yeah, even if you win, you could still lose the bet because they didn't cover the spread. Mm. Anyway, the other thing that confused me that Jake tried to explain at the end, but I wasn't, I was, I didn't buy because I think I was, my phone was ringing and I had to deal with some bullshit, and I missed, <laughs> I missed a thing of the ending, and that was when Quark was trying to pay Mardis off to leave, mm-hmm. but why? He didn't want the competition. Yeah, I think he just wanted but to get rid of Mardis's Martis's luck is over. Mardis should want to leave anyway. But now the devices are destroyed, so now he'll be making his own luck again. Mm. Yeah, I think Quark just wanted to get rid of him. Just wanted him to go away. The show just wanted an excuse to not have him on every single week. Yeah. Really. I appreciate that. I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> yeah, I really... I, I See, I, I mean, as much as that actor did as good a job as he could with that part, I, I, 
I didn't connect with the character, and I don't think I would have enjoyed this being a recurring character. No. Oh, another problem with this episode. When Julian's talking to Dax in the Replimat, and, like, he can't find a full ketchup bottle. Yes! Uh-huh. Well, that was bad luck. Oh. oh! That was stupid. Also, I, I hated the way it worked. That. I hated the way it the ketchup bottle It was just distracting. <laughs> it was like... So annoying. Like, I get it. You're trying to make it seem relatable. Like, oh, we've all been there. I didn't even think of the luck thing. But just, like, it was just like, you're distracting the conversation. Stop it. Yeah. It was really distracting. Then, yes. what, are, what are the odds that it would take you three tries to find a full ketchup bottle? I mean, I've that been in shitty, really been in shitty diners. They they just fucking, like, he should have been able to tell once he picked it up which ones were That's empty. That's true. I mean, like, sure why did, like, is he a moron? He had to yes. try every one? did look like they were made of metal, so maybe oh, you just maybe. can't tell. Or maybe yeah, like they're they... anti-gravity uh, ketchup Also, dispensers. it's a replomat. Why couldn't you just be like, hey, computer, make me a sa- make me a chicken sandwich with ketchup on it? Yeah. Because he needs to have exactly the right amount of ketchup. Mm. Replomats just pot. never get it. Oh, <laughs> yuck. But yes, and as you said... I don't know, hot ketchup just sounds fucking disgusting. I know that's not what you said, but <laughs> it's what it sounded like, and I just can't. Like you said earlier, too, like, because it's not a squeeze bottle, he has to, like, awkwardly shake it out. Yeah, he's <laughs> jerking it off. It's like, what the... F- <laughs> that whole scene was just... I don't even remember what else happened in that scene, because I was so distracted by the goddamn ketchup. It was basically just him saying to Dax, like... Oh, I'm Brian, afraid O'Brien's gonna yeah. kill himself. He had a heart attack. Oh, that, is that the head scene? That's, that's the, right. He's like, he was, he was blowing after whatever. After I, could, yeah. I could see his heartbeat just by watching Blue the bulge in his yeah. neck. Oh, God. So, so poor, do we also think that the O'Brien. reason why O'Brien was doing so poorly at the beginning of the racquetball was because... Was it partly because of the bad No. Because he was about to die. That sucked. That was just him being... Almost twice. Whooped uh, by a younger man. Yeah, he's 15 years older than his competitor and mostly plays against other, like, non-professional hobbyists. And even when he was young, he wouldn't have been able to beat Bashir, probably, because Bashir was, like, the captain of the football team. And, and they beat the Vulcans. Mm, nobody beats the Vulcans. Let the Bashir Wookiee did. win. And just his luck, one of the ladies was going through Pond Fire. Oh my. You won twice that night. Yikes. Oh, dear. Must have had a sparkly ball. Speaking of sparkly balls. Good segue, Caitlin. Not at all. (laughs) 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 Time to drop the ball on this evening. Happy New Year. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's it for today. Listen, actually, this was the, this was the first episode of January two thousand nineteen ninety four. Oh well, well see, we I go. nailed there you it. Go. I nailed it. My Happy s- New Year, nineteen ninety four. Happy New Year, twenty six years ago. God, right, stop! Man. Stop talking about how fucking long ago it was. Anyway, we march closer to death every day. Thank goodness <laughs> for Chef Boy R D. No. I used to love Chef Boyardee. Dude, fuck yeah, SpaghettiOs are the balls. Yeah, now it just tastes like sugar, because it's all sugar. Oh yeah, it's trash. Anyway, speaking of trash... SpaghettiOs aren't Chef Boyardee, though. Oh no? No, that's a Campbell's Mm. thing. Are they? Yeah. This has been Canned Pasta Corner. Mmm. What's Chef Boyardee then? Do they do beefaroni or what? They do beefaroni. <laughs> they do, they, they, so Chef Boyardee, so there actually was a real life oh, Chef Boyardee. Wasn't it Franco-American? Isn't that who did the Man. fucking... Maybe initially. I don't know. I think it's probably... It, for all I know, it's under the Campbell's umbrella by now. Well, I think they're all fucking owned by Unilever or something. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was a real guy who invented that sauce. Which, like, at the time, it was because it was like a tomato and cheese sauce. Yeah. What? What? But, like, so it was all the rage, and they canned it and sold it. Well, in the past, like, there was a period where, like, canned shit was, like, the future, and it was really exciting. Mm. Thanks to that bullshit, I grew up on canned vegetables. Some, You know, I actually have a weird soft spot for canned green beans. Do you? I used canned green beans in my 
green bean casserole. You really? specifically need the canned green beans. Really? I can see that. They gotta be waterlogged. You know I, I, I think it's like it's like a it's like a nostalgia thing because like school lunch mm. green beans are always canned green beans and there's just something about them. I don't have any nostalgia for any school lunches. I'm not gonna mm. lie, that shit was nasty. Mm. They they did a good pasta at my school because no, they just mine. because they just loaded it with mozzarella on top. You had fucking mozzarella at your yeah, school? Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's what happened. You actually paid tuition. That's true. Wait, what school are you talking about? Didn't you go to Catholic school? Oh, no. We don't... We didn't get lunch in Catholic school. Oh. They don't feed you. They got beatings (laughs) on set of lunch. (laughs) Come here, it's time for your corporal punishment, you little prick. Twice a week, if you you paid specifically, they they had a pizza day and they had a McDonald's Subway or another thing day. Huh. So it's either junk food or nothing. Yeah, my school lunch, I remember like... You know, it was that you. There was always like the the weekly menu stuff, and then yeah. there was my elementary school. They had, and I don't know how they got away with this. I mean, in the nineties, I guess. Lobster. They had um, French fries. <laughs> you could go up and get an order of French fries specifically. I remember, like, I was the only kid who dipped my French fries in mustard instead of ketchup, and people thought that was nasty. Chase puts his French fries it's in all kinds of It's very interesting. I won't I say that it's gross. It wouldn't be my ideal situation. I thought situation. that was good. I like mustard. Listen. Didn't your school, were you the one who's one of your schools had what had previously been a McDonald's? Yeah, my high school had a, a when it opened in the 70s, it, there was an actual McDonald's franchise in the, in the cafeteria. Right. And like... After several years, like they were like, hmm, we can't actually make money like paying the franchise fee and only being open two hours a day, yeah. five days a week. Um, they didn't even leave it open for like study halls and shit. No, well, that was I mean, stupid. I don't know, maybe I don't know, but well, either, either way, like their own fault. it they was losing money because they were stupid. Well, they staffed it with students who were on their study hall, <laughs> um, like culinary students. But then eventually it closed. Culinary students making McDonald's food. Um, <laughs> That's it. It eventually closed and then became like the school. They left all the equipment. So the school just took it over and started making their own McDonald's food. But even then, the ice cream machine never worked. No, it actually did. I used to get the ice cream all the time. And what was funny is like... McDonald's ice cream is like surprisingly and saddeningly really good. They actually had good shit there. And like for... But like you can imagine why I'm overweight now. For four years, almost every day, I had a double cheeseburger, an order onion rings, and a milkshake for lunch. Jesus. Four, wasn't there four a, bucks. Wasn't there a point where you were svelte after high school because you were walking a lot or some shit? Uh, yeah, when I went to college, I, I didn't eat a lot. And I and were stressed out all the and time. And I walked a lot and I rode my bike a lot. And I, was, and I was very stressed out a lot, so I lost 50 pounds. We should do that again. I was down to 170. <laughs> we should stress Jake out. Jake, Jake, you should waste away again. <laughs> Yeah, well, what's funny though, there was, I remember this old joke from the Drew Carey show where Drew Drew Carey's on a hunger yes. strike and like they like they wanted, I can't remember like who they were trying to trick his boss or something and like he's on, the, he's supposedly on this hunger strike but of course he's Drew Carey and he can't help himself at the time. I mean, he's actually in good shape now. He is, yeah. Um, well, and his wife is like some great chef. chef or something um, too. Yeah, right. But at the time, you know, he was his, part of the joke I of that show was that. he was a fat guy, and uh, like to trick him, they get a really skinny guy to lie under a blanket and only have Drew's head sticking out. He's still pudgy head. And like, and like, they make this joke through. They're like, "Why is his head so fat?" And they're like, and they're like, "Oh, head fat is the hardest fat to lose." And when I got can't do any. And when I lost that. all that weight, when I got you know. For you know, I'm I'm over six feet tall, and I have, and so being 170 pounds, I was was yeah quite pretty thin. small, yeah. you know. But I still had a fat fucking head. <laughs> I still had a double chin. So like, I remember that, like I always thought about that joke at that time. I was like, why is my head still fat? Oh, because head fat is the hardest fat to lose. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anytime I lost weight, my face would always slim down. Thankfully. Yeah, maybe it's just men. No, I don't know know if it's a real thing or not. Or maybe I think I just have a big fucking head, just generally speaking. Oh, you know, my skull is gargantuan. I can't wear hats. Even if I got into shape, I would still just Mm. fucking like fucking (laughs) Baylock. The puppet. The puppet. What does that even mean? (laughs) No, no, I'm including Howard. Oh, Clint. He's got a big fucking head. He guess he does. Especially as a child, he hadn't grown into it yet. Alright, so we made fun of Miles' dad bod, Chris's head, Jake's chins. (laughs) 
Why do you think I grow this beard? We know. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to see what's under there. We haven't seen what's under it's there just in like, like ten eight years. Chins. I'm just. Broom, 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 broom. My primary chin is actually pretty good. Like I have a pretty okay. It's all the echo chins. But it's, it's, that it's, are it's, good. it's the secondary and tertiary tr- chins that are <laughs> that are the problem. <laughs> The thing I have kind of a weak jawline, so I mean I would have no. Yeah, because I mean like there's a lot like a lot of men will grow a beard We've out. We've seen if, you if, without beard, if Chris. They, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think you have a weak jawline. Oh, no, that's the, that's the fat. Uh, yeah, it's, you. It's, it's, <laughs> like, yeah. If I shaved and lost weight, you realize I don't like like I feel that. It's, it's I don't want to touch your. I don't want to touch your beard. I don't want to squeeze. I washed it this morning. Just touch it. What's the problem? Just touch it. Squeeze my chin. The wiriness looks scary. Is that how Umox works? <laughs> That's how it is for Italian Americans. It's gone places. Speaking we of going places, we're oh dear. Speaking of dropping balls. Speaking of finishing, I came twice, and we're gonna go now. If you what? like what you heard, please, please, let's subscribe. Let's uh start over. Take a breath. Oh my God. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can find To Start a Steer Her By, where all fine podcasts are sold. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook by searching A Star to Steer Her By. We are SSHB Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr. And if you go to SSHBpodcast.com, you'll find our home on the internet, which is just our Tumblr page. Next week, we'll be talking about two more episodes of Deep Space Nine. Oh my god. I know. Wild. And, uh... Yeah, we hope to see you then. Uh, until then, I have been Caitlin. Have we said what we're doing next week? What are the episodes, yeah. Caitlin? Um, the alternate and Armageddon game. Oh. That sounds exciting. Mm. All right, until then, I have been Caitlin. I have been Jake. This has been Chris. This is always Ames. I don't have a rule of acquisition this week. There were a couple entered. But there were. Well, did any of you take one down? No, I thought that your was your job. job. I thought you. What do you mean, my job? You're the one. You <laughs> said you were gonna. That you volunteered for this this duty. All right, I'll make one up. <laughs> Rule of acquisition 148. Um, you suck at this. Fucking. Yeah, a, de- a dead man's game can. Play you twice. There we go. Rule of acquisition. Yeah. What did you say? 148? Well, let me see if there actually is a 148. I'm sure there is. Uh, I was going to try to quote... Uh, there's actually a list on, on the internet. There is. I'm on it. I was going to try to Rule quote of the Amazon money. Rule of acquisition 148 is... Wealth enables experience. experience. Yeah, that's what I said. There we go. All right.